Howdy, welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, um, kind of out of the blue, very uh, very quick podcast. This was not a normal Thursday thing for us, but needless to say, there's been a very interesting development in the last 24 hours in college football, huh? Well, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess technically we've hit 24 hours at this point. Um, yeah, and, and I, it, in full disclosure, I've been I'm on reserves duty, uh, so it was harder to kind of put this together. Um, to say, so, he's in full regalia so, today. Yeah, he yeah. came walking in, and I thought, man, are we like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, but uh, so, just two things. Obviously, we're going to get to the realignment well, stuff, course. which is completely insane. But just real quick, I want to touch on because it's my favorite time of the year: the Olympics. Um, I absolutely love the Olympics. Um, there are if and, and I know there's a lot of stuff going on around people you know wanting to watch the Olympics, not wanting to watch the Olympics, whatever your reasoning behind that is. I don't really care. Uh, <clears throat> right. <laughs> I, I just don't care um, because I love the Olympics. It's international competition and sports that I, I've some of them I've never even tried. Oh but, sure. But I, but I love you know athletes being able to go out and represent their country. Um, you know you get to be obnoxiously USA you know American about it for sure. For for what is it normally like ten or fourteen hours long the Olympics last. Yeah. Couple um, weeks. And uh, tomorrow is the opening ceremony. Some, some of the things have already started, but uh, we, we won't get into the women's soccer match because that was a bit of a Woof. thumping at the hands um, of Sweden. But, yeah, good little rivalry, a uh, good historical rivalry Well, Sweden's there. good, and too. Sweden so. uh, absolutely took them to the woodshed, which, you know, me being a U.S. soccer fan and all of us, you know, supporting our country, that was a little bit of a kick in the, kick in the well, face. Well, and they but, played it like 4.30 in the morning, so I woke up to the news. And you you're know? just like, excuse me? Like, that, that can't be right. Yeah. But uh, it it but it happens. It's yeah, part of, the, part of the game. It is. Um, but but I I just kind of wanted to briefly touch on it because there are if you don't know if you haven't seen uh, there are twenty six Aggies that are going to be in the Olympics and um, awesome and uh, that's representing fifteen different nations mm-hmm. and uh, so I just wanted to say a huge good luck to all the Aggies uh, representing their nations in the Olympics. Um, I have no problem rooting for an Aggie over, uh, you know, in a, in a race uh, over an American that's not an Aggie. <laughs> well, 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 that's uh, you know, that's totally fair. Yeah, we've got our loyalties to our school, and you know, I, 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 what's the old saying? We are the Aggies. The Aggies yeah, we cheer to each other as Aggies can be. We it, support them as we can. So, you know, if you're off representing, you know, whichever country you're representing, but you went to school here, that's awesome to me. And yeah. go, and by all means, go do it. I'm proud of y'all. Well, and you find yourself watching events that you normally wouldn't watch too. Uh, you oh, know, sure. you're like, oh crap, that's Nagy. I want to see, you know, I'll, I'll go check out, ch- check out what they're doing. Um, I mean, obviously the summer Olympics, you know, there aren't a ton of sports that people don't watch. Track and field takes up so much of it. You're right. Um, swimming and diving is really a huge chunk of it. You know, gymnastics is a, is a big part of it. Yes. Um, but like Tori Vidalis is playing for Mexico for softball. Which, uh, well, um, uh, for yeah, 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 for Team Tori, Mexico, right. yeah, Tori's playing for uh, for Team Mexico. That. Uh, got some golfers, uh, so it, so um, let's see golfers, basketball, um, nothing crazy this year, but a lot, lot, lot of track and field and swimming. Say, Emina Lopez, does she play for Mexico or did she make the did she make the lineup? I don't remember if she. Um, I don't see her name on the list. We've got the list here in front of us, so yeah. we're trying to go I, through everybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see her on the list, but uh, but yeah, but yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. You know, Maggie Malone's going to be out there throwing. Andy Coons, the Texas favorite. Man, Andy Coons, um, good for her. Yeah, uh, Fred Curley's going to be on May the Olympics, so that's exciting. That was um, cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and because swimming encapsulates so much, and track and field encapsulates so much, it really is a huge percentage of uh, even the television coverage. But really, the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, are swimming, diving, track and field to me. Well, and, and what makes yeah. it even better this time around is all of a sudden, yes, you do have soccer in there, but we're also going to get softball back. It's softball, and, 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 uh, and baseball is coming around, right? Uh, baseball is supposed to be coming around. Um, 
Uh, bowling apparently is trying to get in the Olympics, which would interesting. be interesting because professional yep. bowling basically already is international. Oh, no doubt um, about that. But uh, so it would kind of just be like if I just watched a PBA event, kind of. But um, but but golf, golf, you know, golf uh, in the sure. Olympics. So oh, yeah. there's some fun stuff, you know, fencing and all that kind of the, the smaller sports stuff. But um, so I'm, I, but I'm excited for it. I've got my ringer on my phone changed over the Olympics theme. I do this every two years, so uh, I'm pumped for the Olympics. And one one thing I know, uh, or one person I know for sure that is very pumped about all this is uh, my friend Laura Miller. Uh, if you know Laura on Twitter, yes, she's. Uh, She's really big into that. And if you guys don't follow her yet, uh, feel free to go do follow her. Uh, it's Chicken Fiddle on Twitter. She's uh, One, she's a great follow, so she, you should do that it's anyway. Hilarious. But secondly, she's really big into Olympic coverage. So uh, be, feel free to go follow her. I certainly enjoy her coverage during the Olympics. Uh, so, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Go Team USA, everything. Go win those golds. Oh, and there's there's one Aggie that we didn't mention uh, that will be there playing basketball who just got done playing basketball. Uh, oh, you, you don't mean our, our – uh, Current reigning champion, yeah, like, like damn near MVP, but Giannis is just ridiculous. He was the dude so dropped good. fifty in the last game. Yeah, no way. If Middleton had done, if, if Middleton had put up those numbers instead in the last game, yeah. it would have been a legitimate discussion. But but, but, but good on Chris Middleton. It's so he, great it, to see the the yeah. player he's become, and and he and Giannis were the only two left from like this awful team the Bucks had like yeah, five years ago or yeah, something like that. Was so it 2014. Yeah, yeah, so it was uh, yeah, gosh, a little further back. So it was it was awesome to see that, and you know, like always, now we, we got back to back, you know. Back to back years, of the NBA where we've, we've had, had, an Aggie. Aggie, had an Aggie hold the trophy, so that's really cool. It's very cool, and so you know, can't could not be more proud for him. Caruso is a total snub on the Olympian team. Though. Oh no, he absolutely should have been on there. Come on, White Lightning, get right. out there! <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> or what were they calling him, White Mamba? Uh, the, yeah, White Mamba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Uh, highly entertaining. But yeah, uh, so we're really excited about the Olympics coming out. I know I am. I know Roy is. I love um, the this could be fantastic. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, right now, uh, what you have going on through today is you had SEC Media Days, uh, so that kicked off, and you right, had, closing up today. Yeah, and they're yeah, closing up, up today. today. Um, and yesterday was Texas A and M Day, but there was a little bit of a bombshell that got dropped on college football conveniently right before we took the podium. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> this entire situation is really weird, and and I yeah. did and I didn't want to immediately talk about it yesterday. To be honest, sure. Um, because uh, it's one of those things where you got to sit, think, and you got to read. You got to find out what's really going on. For sure. Because there are obviously a million reactions, and the whole front page of the premium board on Texags, I think almost uh, literally almost every thread was a new thread talking about realignment uh, or talking about the Simpson OU. Um, oh, sure. And so the whole situation, and this is just kind of what I've gathered, and this is from, you know, listening to. To, to Billy, because um, Billy Lucci has probably burned through every minute. You know, if he was back on a limited uh, data plan, he would have he'd be way into overtime after him working the phones last night. All I know for sure is uh, his little uh, bet that he had with uh, Johnny Manziel got thrown out the door pretty quick. Yes, because uh, I'm not sure if you guys were privy to that, but Johnny. Uh, made a bet with Billy that he could go however many days or how many posts without talking about Texas. And, well, needless to say, uh, that's that ended. Well, I but it's, you, know, you have to. So it, yeah, it <laughs> of course um, you have to. So Brent Zwernerman of the Houston Chronicle uh, drops this bombshell, and it happens. A&M beat writer, mind you. And, uh, yes, yeah, he's an A&M beat writer at the Chronicle, and uh, a really nice guy. I, oh, I, yeah. I've gotten to meet Brent. He's, he's super nice um, and super professional. And that's, that's one thing I've gleaned because a lot of these reactions were – People blowing up about or at Zorneman. Uh lots of name calling, lots of uh, it just lots of uneducated opinions about him. And the reality is, is Brent Zorneman, if he writes it, he's um, and I heard this on the radio earlier today. I can't remember who said it, but it's true. Um, he 
he doesn't want to be first. He wants to be right. And so that's completely he, fair. He's an old school journalist. So when he puts it out, like he doesn't put out fishing stuff. He's not putting out no. theories that have absolutely no validity to him. No. Um, even if he, if he says unnamed sources, it's not like other people saying unnamed sources. Like he's got a legitimate source to let him know about that. And he followed it up and found out that it was true. And then he wrote the article. Right. So the timing of it, like literally within an hour of Jimbo getting behind the podium, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, and I was busy all day yesterday, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll watch the media day stuff when I get home. Yeah. I, could, I, I literally didn't get even to my truck to go home before I found out about all this stuff. So, because I was trying to go radio silent, you know, I'll watch oh, it sure. all when I get home. Um, but uh, so now that more has come to light about it, sure. I, I think it's a, a kind of a, a fascinating thing because. Brent Zwerneman, being the Aggie beat writer, right? His sources are Aggies. Yeah. So uh, you know, your first thing, the, the range of the Aggies have been through literally the entire spectrum of emotion in the last twenty four hours with that announcement. Oh sure, I mean, um, uh, at uh, least uh, a lot of math. Well, and then I'll say, you know, just based on you know, if we're talking initial reaction, I'll give you mine. Uh, my initial reaction was, well, I don't think they're going to get in. Strictly from like a voting standpoint, I didn't think that I didn't think that there was going to be a lot of support to get them in there. But now that more lights coming about it, it sure seems to me that this was a discussion that was definitely being had. Yeah, it's been had, and and, and it, it was already taken care of. Um, but of course, from a competition standpoint, I'm not opposed to it. I think the idea of having Oklahoma and Texas one it just further bolst- bolsters what the SEC is which is the best athletic conference in all of college football and well in college sports in general it, it was really coming around to, to almost uh, all sport I mean the, the the bar that they're raising in sports not named football um, is is really changing the dynamic of, of athlete, college athletics oh sure I mean you look at it right now you've got Oklahoma who is let's face it dominant in softball uh, you're yeah. talking a very good football program very good historical football program Texas just like basketball. Texas. Texas very good at basketball, Texas, Texas and baseball, baseball and basketball. Right? I, I think, I think, uh, just strictly with football, the learning curve will be much steeper for Texas than Oklahoma. Uh, much. Th- there's steeper. no doubt about that in my mind. Now, it's crazy to me that OU wants in on this because if they could have just figured out a way how to augment the Big Twelve and get back to twelve teams, um, they've. I mean, they've got like the easiest path to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I can understand wanting to. Uh, encourage better competition and maybe like earning your way there. But even then, you did just with this announcement and apparently early next week, the official announcement, which is going to be something along the lines of Texas and Oklahoma, seek to leave the conference after 2025. Um, We... As far as we know, this is moving at different speeds. I have not heard one way or the other. I don't think so. From what I've heard today, and uh, and I've... I've had to drive to an appointment out in Conroe today, so I had, pl- I had plenty of time to listen to the radio. Um, and uh, so I got to actually, Billy came on for the last hour uh, on sure. TexAx, obviously, to kind of update everybody. <clears throat> and I missed a little bit of it, unfortunately. But, um, you know, because you're looking at that, you know, the Grand Rights is, is 2023, the TV contract is 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if they're coming to the SEC, it will be well before 2025 because they can cancel that TV contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's the reality of it. Um, so I, I think you see uh, in 2023, 
at the latest 2024, but they're, they're going to have to deal with a lot more than they think they're going to have to deal with because I don't know how much uh, OU and Oklahoma State are really tied at the hip. Uh, but but we saw it. allegedly not very not very but that that has nothing to do with like the senators in that state they're going to be jerks and, well, and, um, and, and that we didn't think we were tied to Baylor but they made things no, a pain and, and that's the whole point is it goes back to something I think is very interesting let's just rewind the clock back to 2010 2011 when we had the first realignment talks right and 2011 in particular when the SEC move happened and we had all of this you know dialogue coming from Waco and Austin and Norman and all these other places that A&M leaving and Missouri leaving is going to completely ruin this conference. Those were crazy times. I mean, yeah, I I remember that. If if you've never, I understand, you know, your feelings on Tex Ags one way or the other, but if you've never watched the film SEC Ready, it is absolutely um, just a mind-blowing thing to watch, to see the dialogue. It's real eye-opening if if you don't know a ton about how what went down and when it's yeah i would i would absolutely suggest watching it and it really does kind of pull into what we're currently seeing now because once again we're in full-on realignment talk which realignment twitter is one of my favorite things watching everybody lose it about conference realignment but i think for me personally as a fan um having seen all this i think that texas a&m positionally you know are we going to be overly affected by this move? I think there's going to be some, um, obviously, some initial things. You're, of course, fans are going to talk. Fans talk all the time. Oh, A and M's gonna. They might as well go back to the Big Twelve because they're going to be irrelevant or something well, along those lines. Fans talking has z- literally Nothing. zero impact on these decisions and the outcome of these decisions. Oh yeah. And you know, my my initial reaction was, oh bullshit. Like that was straight up my oh, reaction. No. Oh sure. Um, but then you realize it's you know it's Prince Warneman and um, and so you kind of start thinking about it and and I've been through I've been through uh, a ton of emotions honestly mm-hmm. I mean it's I mean if it happens it happens there's nothing I can do oh, sure. so getting upset about it but I've I've thought about it a lot and I've I've tried to poke around as, as best I could and and then you know getting some kind of confirmations uh, uh, from different people. Um, it's interesting because it's a little, it was a little bit of a chess move by A&M breaking it. And, it, and it's And what's funny is that even the timing of it was a chess move because it made it absolutely look like it wasn't us. I mean, it's going to come out that it was us, but uh, but at the time, everybody was thinking, wow, how petty to, to do a news dump right before, you know. Yeah, right. Wow, on amazing timing. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, uh, but with this coming out, you have to look at really – the final outcome of this and let's just for the sake of this argument say that OU and the SIPs end up in the SEC sure right? if they so do so you're going to have to have a realignment so that means Bama and Auburn uh, probably go to the east uh, I really do think and people have talked about this quite a bit I think we do break this thing down into pods if that happens uh, I don't think initially it'll go into pods because until there's another 16 team conference Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they might do it, but I, I think they'll go to the East and West. And I was listening to Louis Bellino this morning. He made a really good point. I think they may try and turn the East into the old SEC. So it would be Bama and Auburn and LSU going East. And Missouri would go West. 
Well, Missouri should be in the Missouri West anyway. Is, yeah, Missouri geographically as well. They should stay West. So Missouri would go to the West. It's interesting that you would send LSU over there, though, because LSU's further West than any of those cats. Right. Well, and, and the whole thinking behind this was that kind of getting the gang back together. You know, turning the sure. SEC East into the old tool SEC East, and then you'd have the West as basically like the Southwest Conference Big 12, Big 8 mashup is pretty much what it ends up being. Sure. Which, with the Mississippis. So with we, the yeah, Mississippis. Yeah, so we have the Mississippis. Yeah. I just... I don't find that exciting at all. No. Um, I, I would much prefer the idea. And this I is, like the pods better. I, I, I want to do pods, and the main reason I like the idea of pods is because it's going to rotate through the uh, the conferences faster and quicker, and it's going to allow us to get to more places more often. Right. Which is better. I mean, yeah, we're not going to have to wait till twenty twenty whatever to go play at Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the pods. I think initially they might uh, just go to a. a Re, re, revamped east and west sure the problem is though like as lame as that sounds so coming in so you make missouri permanent um and you get lsu as your crossover so you get rid of south carolina because lsu is a rivalry game for I pre- us i prefer that so lsu is your your permanent crossover uh and then you got to play I, and like i said oh you they're both going to be in for a culture shock um we no doubt about that. we rebuffed that culture shock because we had johnny well, it, it, um, it's just straight up. Well, yeah, and you look at what Texas A&M was coming in in 2012. And, yes, it was definitely a different culture compared to the rest of the SEC. But when you had as good of a football season as you had, people became quite accepting of what the Texas A&M culture was because clearly that was a winning culture in the minds of people when we came in. Right, yeah. and and But, again, I, I think a, a ton of it still boils down to having Johnny. And, and the, right. it, it, yeah, the wins and losses matter. And so you come in, and, and we got lucky with that buffer, and then we kind of farted around a little bit and you know, and eventually had to get rid of someone and bring Jimbo in, and, and you can see what he's building. And so you have OU that you know, obviously is a championship program. Sure. They'll figure it out quick because they've already got a lot of, a lot of the parts. Right. Texas doesn't have a lot of the parts. Nope. They, they have recruited like very specifically Big 12 players. Yeah, and it doesn't help that they're in full-on decommit season still. Yeah. Like, as of this announcement, there was another four-star that decommitted. Oh, yeah? You know, so it's just Texas as a program right now is floundering, and really what they need is they need something like this in order to kind of bolster what they are. Well, Granted, but that's a two-edged sword, man, because yeah. if you get in, I mean, it'll bolster your recruiting, but you don't see return on recruiting immediately because this no. is football. It took and, us time. And where you have to have the turnaround is in the trenches. And so if you look at – you look at the Big 12, and you look at OU, who has just perennially beat the shit out of everybody in the Big 12, right? I mean, yeah, 14 conference titles out of, you know, 25 yes. years. So, they, so they, they they get in the playoffs, they got a New Year's, you know, they were in the BCS stuff, all that. They have, they're just consistently in the, in that conversation. Yeah. Um, but when they get there, they get thumped. Yeah. Because they play more of a seven-on-seven approach with, with light on their feet, kind of quick linemen. But, man, you just got to have brutes up front and on both know. sides of the ball, and they don't have it. OU can get that, and then the tools around it are more suited for the SEC. Mm-hmm. Texas is in a bad way. Like, if you take their roster and really look at it, you're talking heights and weights in 40 times, and you compare that to a you know to a, to an SEC roster, it they're a long way away. And some of this is their own doing by sure. bumping their own rankings for their recruits. Some of oh, this yeah. is absolutely their own fault. And the other part is their fault is they're just not recruiting linemen at all. They're not recruiting enough. No. And uh, the problem is with Texas, of course, um, you know, with that is – The you problem know, with Texas. The problem How long you it. got? <laughs> no, I'll tell you, we, can, we can certainly go into that. But, I mean, at, at this point in time, man, uh, it's pretty clear to me 
and um, most other individuals that I'm not sure this is the best money move for Texas. I mean, and, and strictly from the thought process that you've already got a bigger cut with the Big 12, you got the Longhorn Network, which, you know, you can say whatever about that money. But, I mean, what are they really gaining coming to the SEC? That's that's if, my question. If they were rolling right now in football, sure, it'd be I, it's a complete 100% no-brainer. But they're not. They're struggling. They're on their third coach in f- like five years. I mean, yeah, four and ten. Yeah, f- yeah, four and ten. And so obviously they're having problems. And that kind of instability, you can see by the decommits. You can see by the level of the class that they had before these decommits hit. Yeah. Uh, they're not recruiting at the level that a championship program has to, has to recruit at. And you see some of the programs in the SEC that, you know, recruit around, you know, 18, 20, 20. 23rd ranked class, 25, yeah. and they just get – there's doormats. They just get destroyed in the SEC. Well, it, yeah, and a lot of it right now, as I look at Texas, they just really don't have what it takes at this point. No. And now, granted, from a baseball and basketball standpoint, hell, even softball, I think they'll be pretty competitive, and that's certainly something to consider. But we all know what drives the dang the, the, boat. The measuring stick is football. It always is football. It doesn't matter. Yes, Mississippi State goes out wins a national title in baseball. Good for you. Proud of y'all. But people at the end of the day are more worried about what's what going on. What Mike Leach on. is going to do. Yeah, what, what's Mike Leach up to? What's yeah. Lane Kiffin up to? Yeah, so it's – so there's really kind of two ways to look at this, and both of which are trying to lift people's spirits here. Sure. So um, one, Texas, uh, these are scenarios. One, Texas comes in and continues to struggle and ends up firing Sark in three years, and they go to, you know, on to coach five, mm. which at that point, the instability. Urban Meyer. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Urban will come to the SEC, right? Um, but – so they basically just flounder and fall off the map. That's that could be a legitimate scenario football wise. For, yeah, for I, I think that could be a legitimate scenario where they come in and end up just being kind of a middle of the road Mississippi State because of the trajectory their program is on. They got a new coach and they're not getting any bump, any motivation out of it. They did stadium renovations that are dumb. The new turf looks weird. The lettering's like all fluffy. So it's like everything about that program right now seems very defunct. And to make this move while you're still trying to figure out what the hell you're doing, right? That's a that's a bold, bold move, man. Well, and you look at what Texas A&M was back in 2011. We were a program that was, I mean, certainly in terms of how the conference was looking at it, uh, Texas A&M was definitely in the shadow. They were one of those kind of afterthoughts. But you look at what the school itself was, and it was just this bottle full of potential and growth. And it's just, it had never really been tapped into. We've always been kind of there, but not over the hump. And really, you needed a move to get out from underneath the shadow. Now, here's the deal. We go in, and let's just say Texas and Oklahoma end up in the conference. We're not going to be in their shadow as much as everybody seems to think. I I think those are two different attitudes coming in. I think OU's going to be like, hell yeah, better competition. Let's go. Let's play SEC football. We'll figure it out. And they'll be be solid. And I think Texas is going to be the one saying they're going, how come nobody's paying attention to me? I mean, those are two very different programs as much as they are both, quote-unquote, blue bloods. I mean, I will fully lean into the idea that Oklahoma is a blue blood in terms of prowess. I will lean into Texas as a blue blood because they're literally dead. Uh, so Yeah, if Texas is a blue blood, then so is Army because they won the national championship twice in the 40s. Well, and, and it goes back to that, right? So they are, they are a blue blood, but in the same facet that Nebraska is a blue blood. 
Well, and that's crazy to think about. Maybe this is a better way to put it. OU is an active blue blood with skins on the wall. Yes. Uh, Texas is a has-been blue blood. So you can call them a blue blood for what they did a long time ago, but what you see and very you can see like you don't have to look far. Look at recruiting. These kids don't care about that the stupid horns on the side of the helmet. No, they care about the success of the program. And right now, Texas is in a funk. And you can take that Georgia Sugar Bowl win and cram it. And outside of that, they haven't had much anything it, to talk about. It must have been. It could have been fifteen years ago at this point. It really doesn't I mean, matter. Beat, different coaching staff. Beat Mizzou coaches. when Tom Herman was making fun of the quarterback. Like, is, I mean, is that a skin on the wall? Yeah. What's OU doing? Yeah, Going to the Cotton Bowl and, and being in the playoffs. Being in the playoff. And, Not winning the playoff, but being in the playoff. You know? Yeah. And, and at that point, it's that's that's the deal. Granted, you know, we could people love to spin it back on A&M. Well, what have you done lately? I'm like, well, we did go win a New Year's Six Bowl against a good yeah, team. Yeah, we literally just finished fifth in the nation. Yeah, yeah, or fourth. Eventually fourth. Fourth. Yeah. So, yeah, fifth, fifth in the playoff yeah, fifth, selection committee's mind. But, you know, Jerks. at the end of the day, Texas A&M is moving in the right direction, and everybody knows that, and honestly, it scares a lot of people. As I, I made a, a comment the other day, which I think does hold water. It's like, if your detractors and your haters are louder than usual, you're doing something right. So, and, and they're going to continue... And I, and I mean this, Texas fans, Oklahoma fans, no matter what happens with, with this move, they're going to sit there and continue to poke at A&M as a program and say, oh, well, you're always Aggie, you always will be Aggie. And we just have to sit there and tone it out because guess what? We're in the best position we've ever been. We've got the hot girl at the dance floor and these two other girls that are sitting over there on the side that have babies and are smoking are just like, ah, you wish you had us. But that's where we're at right that's now. That's a really accurate depiction of one of those fan bases. Yeah, but, um. but, yeah, but, th- <laughs> but th- that's the whole idea, though. It's just, they've got... They are over here being jealous and commenting on your thread like you're doing something wrong. Well, Oklahoma Twitter is just a toilet bowl. Uh, they're, they're They're insane on Twitter. But... I, that's fine though because you know we at least they win we've been in the SEC for a while so really them coming in won't have any impact on us no. because it it's not you know let the SEC enter well now you can't sell that you're the only SEC team in Texas that's fine but you know what we can sell the Orange Bowl 9 and 1 maybe this year going 11 and 1 12 and 0 right. 14 15 well the other thing we can sell is you sell your success well and then you sell exactly what you say it's like hey we've been here we understood what's going on and especially right now we have the easiest recruiting pitch in the world. Texas and Oklahoma want to be here. We are here. You can see that they're actively trying to get here because they know what we've got. Yeah, and if they get here, you say, yeah, well, and if they get here, that's fine. When we got here, having that SEC patch was the bump we really needed at that time in the program. Sure. Uh, we don't need that anymore. No. We don't have to. No, we still wear it, but we don't need I mean, it. I mean, we're in the SEC, and but, I mean, if Texas ends up in it and there's two schools in the state of Texas, that's fine. Then it's just us recruiting against them again. And if they suck and we don't, then we win recruiting. Well, and the, it all goes back to the most important factor in football, which is beating the other guys on the field. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And the thing is, when you put yourself in the position to play those teams, which I'm okay with, I stressed that yesterday. I think if you're in position to play against these teams and beat them, that's the best place you could possibly be. You know, you want to win a real recruiting battle? Beat that team. Well, yeah. Selfishly, uh, you know, I've I've always wanted to game back because you know half of my extended family are all sips, and yeah, it's just it's such a great dynamic in the holidays. To, oh, know, it's, it's so much fun. It's it was just part of growing up Texan. Um, but uh, but the other half is you know you don't want to throw them a lifeline. You don't want to you know if they're drowning, just 
walk away. Which is why I think you're going to see Texas A&M as an administration will not extend the hand. I still think they will be a no vote. And the only reason I think they'll be a no vote is because they recognize what the SEC means to our program. It's a part of our identity oh, right now. Oh, man. Presidents you know? think in different terms. And they very well could. Now, I, Presidents was, think about money. Well, and I was thinking about what Ross had to say about all this. Yeah, Ross it, doesn't vote, though. And Ross doesn't vote. Ross made it very clear. He's like, we're happy being, well, from the athletic department standpoint, we're happy being the one SEC team in the state. Yeah, why wouldn't you be, though? Of course not. So. No, and it goes back to the whole gentleman's agreement thing that people have talked about. That, I don't that, even know if it's real. That'll be interesting to see if it's real. Right. You know? This is the um, first real chance to test it. Well, yeah. Let's have a thought experiment for a second. Let's say they do expand to four team, but they go after one team from the West and one team on the East. Let's just have a thought experiment. Let's say they go after, let's say, Oklahoma. And NC State. And I would say NC State or like Virginia Tech. Yeah, sure. Either of them. Either one of them. Let's just say NC State for the it, argument. It would destroy Texas. Because it just proves what we already knew. Texas is not really adding much in terms of football value right now. No. What no, they're, at they're all. just not. And and even and even if you take out, you know, what they've kind of been through lately, you don't get a, a new coach bump when it's perception of your football program. No. And so I it would be one of the most devastating things on the planet and you know, hopefully they all understand that it's not a package deal. Those will be two separate votes. As they should be. So, I mean, if OU got voted in the SEC and Texas didn't, hey, boy, we would all have a Merry Christmas. I, and the thing is, if that's what it has to come down to, like some kind of compromise, where Texas A&M is put in a position of, hey, we will vote against Texas, but we are getting Oklahoma. I think Aggies would be all about that. I don't I really have any problem with Oklahoma coming. No. Not I mean, all. I think Oklahoma like it, it adds. strengthens the conference. But yeah. I, I think going one west and one east makes things easier. Well, and, and at that point, all you got – yeah, I think going one west and one east because that's one of the things they keep saying is they want to add to the TV market, right? Yeah. So go out and get North Carolina. Get Virginia. Go get Oklahoma if yeah, you feel the need. Yeah, one of those two, basically. You know. Yeah. And, you know, you're not adding any new eyeballs with adding Texas because guess what? They all have the SEC network. Yeah, the, the TV rating <laughs> thing is it's it's weird how the, the TV numbers are – they skew a touch just because now with streaming services and stuff. But, sure. But it still matters. Um, so, well, my other scenario was, you know, with that – you know, with if they go to the west and the east – you know, then basically we have, you know, on our side in the West, you know, who who do we play? We play Texas, we played OU, we play Missouri, we play both Mississippis. Mm-hmm. LSU. Uh, or Arkansas. Arkansas. So that, yeah. I'm, I mean, it's kind of lame, but it put us in Atlanta pretty frequently. It certainly could. I mean, Oklahoma's good. I mean, they're going to be basically. There's going to be a learning curve even for OU. Yeah, no. They've, they've shown in the playoffs that they can't – with time off and time to prepare, they can't as, match up with as SEC. As it stands, that West would look like A&M, LSU, and Oklahoma most years, as it would stand. No, remember LSU moves because oh, it would be Mizzou. You're, you're, yeah, you're with, my, with, Mizzou my, with my East and West. So it would be coming out of the West. Mm. I mean, all of a sudden, everything about your life is easier because you have no Bama, you have no Auburn, you have no LSU. So yeah. you're going to rotate them. But, man. I mean, it does end up being a pretty easy deal. As but, far as but then we have to end up going back to Norman and 
Missouri. Just get ready. You know, so. it's coming. Uh, so, I mean, as it stands, uh, my thoughts on it, really, um, if it happens, it happens. Um, as far as I am concerned at this point, if we play them, bring them on. Yeah, I, I mean, right now, if you don't think that we could beat Texas up and down the field, I don't know what football you're watching. And my thing is, it's – not like it's going to happen tomorrow. They're not going to come into the conference for this season. Mm. Um, you know, just enjoy this year that we have coming up, coming off of the year we had last year. And we'll obviously get into this upcoming season at some point. But just enjoy it, man. The Ags are rolling. Um, you know, big recruiting event, uh, week from Saturday. You know, the big pool party and barbecue and all that stuff. Mm. And that's always a good event for us. Um, you know, still got some big targets out there. Still got to, got a couple of targets that, you know, committed to Oregon that, uh, you, I mean, you know, Jimbo's not going to stop recruiting. Right. So, so the the fun of it is, um, you know, for those people that, that enjoy the rivalry and and for college football fans that aren't Aggies or Sips and just that just enjoy college football rivalries, right? Like it's not bad news. Um, no, and and strictly from a, a selfish football standpoint, I am one hundred percent cool with playing Texas at Kyle Field, going to Austin and whipping them over there. I'm down with that. Yeah, I think I just think I just think they're starting so much behind the eight ball. Just as a roster, yeah. I don't. I don't. I really don't think they understand exactly what they're getting into, which is fine with me. Yeah. Um, and just just to make things even better, all this has done. If this is if this has proven absolutely nothing else, then baby hit the nail on the head. We were absolutely right in leaving in the first place. Well, yeah, and and it's so hilarious that the academics in the SEC are so terrible, and we're such a trash conference, and we're all awful people. Oh, but but no, but. but <laughs> But now you want to come and, and join the SEC. That's, just, the, that's I, the beauty of it. I don't know if you remember all those tweets that you fired off. but And, yeah. and then you've subsequently deleted, I guarantee you. Yeah, oh, I, I don't give them that much credit. <laughs> guarantee you scroll down, you can find them. But, Poor guys. But so yeah, it'll be interesting to follow. But for me, it's uh, I'll you know, it's a cross that bridge when you get there kind of thing. Yeah, that's say it'll probably be a couple years before it's really like you know shored up, maybe. Yeah, because right now all I all I can think well, the grant of rights is what really holds them down. Mm-hmm. But all I can think about right now, and because on the radio I heard it was an ad or there was I don't remember exactly what it was, but they started talking about Alabama coming to Kyle Field on the ninth, and I was like, man. I forgot about how this town just has a pulse on game days, and it's just—it's gonna be and, exciting. And, you know, we missed out on it last year, yeah. and it's—I mean, I'm just—I'm. Let, let's it's just the middle of July, and I'm—I'm I'm so ready to run through a brick wall. As a, as a knock on wood, let's just have ourselves a great football season. Yeah. Go on a run. Let's say let's, something happens. Let's let's continue the upward momentum. Let's exactly, and at the end of the day, if we can move it in the right direction, who gives a damn? What Oklahoma and Texas are doing. If they show up, and, and if we're if we're still on the upper trajectory by the time they show up, we're gonna kill them. Oh yeah, everybody will know. And the best part is we get to do it in front of all those eyeballs and mm-hmm. all those recruits, and they'll know so, that it's a different ball game in the SEC. Yeah. So at this point in time, we'll see what happens. It's all hypotheticals. It's all until until specific reports come out with with a specific wording. You know, it's. There's no reason to freak out about it. Uh, you should be inquisitive. Be curious. Um, As you should be. But, uh, but you know, maybe hold your emotions in check until you get all the information. And if they end up showing up, like, there's just no reason to, to be worried about them. We've, we've been here now f- for a while, and, you know, we've established ourselves. And that advantage of being the only SEC program in the state of Texas, 
it's not as important anymore. We're we're recruiting off of our success, and yep. that's how you build programs. And if you, I guarantee you, Nick Saban would be the first person to tell you, recruiting is a hell of a lot easier when you're winning. Yep, uh, as it goes back to the old adage, get a dog, yeah. guys. Yeah, it, it, it is okay. We will be fine. There's literally nothing to worry about yeah. with this entire move. As so, much as people are going to have a nervous laugh, we are fine. Yeah, it was, I tell you what, though, it, it sure made for uh, – it's been entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've certainly um, had my popcorn out and been following all of the, the kind of the news you know, flow of it yeah. and then also just the people completely melting down. Well, and, and Twitter's been fun enough to the point that my uh, – a couple band members have uh, – been like dude you're talking it's like man you're you're posting a lot like why are you, why are you posting so much like you need to chill out I'm like, yeah. well it, it, you don't it, understand it's, it's, it's like it's exciting college football times you know it's okay but I'm, well and you know what going into this sec media day like I, you know sometimes i'm excited for him but as, as we keep doing it year by year i was less excited i'm like eh, sec media days you know I'll, I'll catch the coverage you know in the evenings and and watch all the videos and all the interviews mm. um but boy, did the media days get a shot in the arm to be exciting again this year with that news popping out. Yeah. So, uh, so you know that kind of invigorated it. And, and but more than anything, you know, we say you recruit on success. I mean, think about how excited you are for this football season, knowing what we did that success last year. Yeah. Like everybody should be excited. And the last thing you should be thinking about is some awful, probably only going to win seven or eight game program, Texas. Yeah. You know, coming to the SEC in maybe three years. Yeah, exactly. So like, just don't worry about them. Not yet. Read, man. Just read and follow the situation, and, and we, we're going to be all right. Yeah, no, of course we'll be all right. So as we go forward uh, at this stage of the game, I'm sure if updates, other things continue to roll out, we will talk about them at times. Um, right now I'm actually getting ready to head up to Stephenville uh, tonight. Then we're going up to Arkansas and Kansas yep. this weekend. So I uh, kind of towing that line between SEC and Big 12 myself. Oh, very well. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm – enjoy a nice calm weekend actually so uh, that'll be nice but yeah it'll be nice to relax a little bit and then you know not have to shave I mean, the shaving for two straight weeks is i'm not i'm not down with that anymore like, let it go let, so, let, uh, or don't excuse me let it grow let it grow right <laughs> but uh but yeah so uh we'll be back next week uh and we'll be able to get back a little bit more regular uh, oh sure and so uh we'll fire something off again next week but like always uh, th- you know thank you all you know like subscribe uh you know share it if you like it if you yeah. don't like it you know share it with somebody you hate and it's like tell your mom and them oh, they're gonna love it yeah. uh, once again make sure you do follow roy may 15 on twitter rob the slapper on twitter and of course us at the red ass podcast on twitter uh as you guys rock and roll i got keep I, doing your thing. what do you got i got one more thing um we may have some exciting interviews uh, within the next month. See, I don't get told these things. I just get to hang <laughs> yeah, out. I, I also just bring that on Rob. <laughs> you, I, I just get to sit here and hang out and kind of pretend like I know we, what I'm doing. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, we, we might have some 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 fun things to do. Okay. So, well, uh, that, that's as far as I'll go. With about that. That's as far as we will go on the podcast the as what, it stands. Guess well, yes. some fun guests. So anyway, uh, you guys take care. Rock and roll. Beat the hell out of uh, the rest of the summer heat and rain. For the love of God, let it stop raining. I want to build my damn house. And dig them. Saw them off.